ActivityPub is a decentralized social networking protocol. It allows different web applications to interact so that their users can share information, uh, even if the websites or applications are running different software. Yeah, do you, do you think that this is a either-or situation? Like, ActivityPub has to loosen their grip on some of this ideological stuff in order for it to actually take off in any meaningful way? I think they can hold on to an ideology, but I think they should get to a new one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, this is Shree. I'm a YC alum and a research engineer focused on natural language processing for search. Hi, this is Will, and I'm a YC alum and independent researcher who's worked across e-commerce, cryptocurrency, and financial industries. Welcome to the Technium, where we talk about the edge of technology and what we can build with it, an optimistic look at the road ahead. We're two guys discussing edgy, fringe, or overlooked technologies over humble grips. Our show has four segments. First, we give a high-level overview of what the technology is. Second, we talk about what it can do today. Then we let our imagination and optimism take over and see how the world would change if this technology was readily adopted everywhere. And lastly, if we believe in this future, how can we take a position on it? We can't be experts in everything we cover, so if you've got insights on today's topic, let us know in the comments. And be sure to check out our audio versions on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, so you can go about your day as you listen. But first, in the spirit of chatting over some drinks, what are we drinking today? Uh, so, more kombucha for me. Health aid kombucha, <laughs> but this time it's citrus immune boost. I don't know. It's, you know, that emergency stuff? I guess it's yeah. that in kombucha. So, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, it costs you like five bucks instead of... Yeah, bucks. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I've got Son of Man. It is a Basque cider. I guess it's an apple cider that is oh. uh, kind of yeasty and funky. So, uh, Shree, so given that you have this apple cider going out, what are we talking about this week? Yeah, so this week we are talking about ActivityPub. ActivityPub is a decentralized social networking protocol. It allows different web applications to interact so that their users can share information, uh, even if the websites or applications are running different software. Uh, some ways that people are implementing ActivityPub is in apps like microblogging, uh, decentralized video and image hosting, and other social networking uh, use cases. So the biggest uh, instance or the, the biggest use case uh, for something like ActivityPub, which people might have encountered, is something like Mastodon, which is a decentralized Twitter alternative, which has been growing in popularity since the various uh, Twitter news and events. <laughs> you mean shenanigans, but yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, have, you, have, you, have you used ActivityPub or uh, Mastodon or anything like that? I haven't used ActivityPub directly, but I have used Mastodon. And I don't know, a lot of people complain about it, but I think it's just fine. I think there's some oddities that come out as a result of it being decentralized, like how to follow people on different servers. But once I kind of figured that part out, it wasn't too bad, honestly. Maybe like the sign-up flow. I, I did it a long time ago, so maybe it's better or worse by now. I don't know. But yeah. But uh, ActivityPub, at least on the surface, I 
thought it sounded like a good idea. However, I've never really found myself inclined to look more deeply into it until this episode because I didn't, I, I never encountered a case where I felt like I needed to use it. But that said, I think ever since I built my first app, I've tried to stay away from consumer internet businesses because I figured out, oh, like that's the nature of this stuff. I am totally ill-suited for this. So so I don't think I've really had a chance to build anything that would use ActivityPub. What about yourself? Yeah, I've used Mastodon a little bit, uh, and I was part of the new wave of people who used it um, mm-hmm. in the, in the most recent exodus from Twitter, and it was fine, <laughs> right? And but yeah, I I still see you on Twitter, and I'm also <laughs> on there, also right, right, right. So we can we can go into into that a bit later about you know. Whether ActivityPub is a technical technological solution for maybe what is ultimately a social mm-hmm. uh, problem or a product problem, but um, maybe first I'll give an overview of what ActivityPub is. So we were yes. referring to Mastodon. Mastodon is a particular app which uses the ActivityPub protocol, mm-hmm. uh, and the ActivityPub protocol is uh, a is, is trying to be standardized as an internet standard protocol, which allows for a variety of applications, not just um, a Twitter-like use case. It's supposed to support almost any arbitrary uh, publish-subscribe type operation. So the activity prep protocol, you can think about it in a simplified way that the primary users are these actors, which might represent a person, it might represent an organization, or maybe a automated bot account or something like that. And what they do is that they publish activities uh, such as, I don't know, publish or follow or like uh, on other types of objects. These objects, objects can be things like an article or an image or a video. And so in the case of publishing something to Mastodon, which would be probably the equivalent of tweeting something on Twitter, uh, what would happen is that the Mastodon server would use the ActivityPub protocol to uh, create an activity such that a person, yourself, created a note object. And this activity would be federated across instances. So I would send that command uh, to my Mastodon instance, and then it would subsequently forward that message to the servers that my followers are on so that they can mm-hmm. see my update. Mm, I see. And so uh, I guess it's a protocol. The The activity pub protocol is a way for servers that all do the same, if not similar type of things to pass messages to each other to have at least a eventual consistent view of what sort of messages are on the network at at any one time um and in that way you can get a community of people talking about and discussing over whatever it is that they're doing without having a centralized server and so in a lot of ways i guess it models email 
where everybody can read everything that people are saying. I mean, obviously you can have like yeah. private notes and DMs on Mastodon and stuff, but the generally that that's the idea, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know what the the spectrum is between decentralized and federated, and maybe they are the same, or maybe there's a slight difference. But mm -hmm. in general, I would say this is federation in the sense that it's not that everybody is running their own activity pub or Mastodon mm -hmm. server. Yeah, like you probably would not be running your own. It, it, I think it's a fairly cumbersome process. But similar uh, to signing a, up for, yeah. <laughs> which is a pity because like that that has forces to centralize the thing. I, I know the yeah. uh, in cryptocurrencies the Ethereum Foundation gives a lot of weight to how easy it is to run a node because they want to encourage as many people as possible to run a node. Otherwise, you're going to aggregate because not everybody right. wants a node so people say sign up for ours and so so yeah like activity pub or mastodon servers or any servers that you would run on activity pub should be relatively easy but i've always heard people complain about it yeah that's a good point uh it does seem like a, a, a weakness and we can get into that yeah but at least uh for the time being mm -hmm. The distinction I want to draw is that it's federation in the sense that there are some, you know, handful of servers that are probably going to be in popular use, similar mm -hmm. to like how there are a handful of email providers yeah. and mm -hmm. people sign up, many people sign up for one particular instance. And then these instances on the back end have this server to server communication, which right. is specified in the activity prep protocol by which they um, store and forward messages uh, between the users that are across uh, instances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's that's sort of the activity of prob protocol. It's a pretty uh, pretty complicated protocol in that if you go in cold and you try to read it, there's a lot of you know, jargon and specification. And it's, I think it's pretty hard to just read that and basically from first principles implement it correctly. That's the sense that I got. There were, <laughs> there were a lot of like blog posts that were basically explaining around like, okay, like how do you parse this thing? How do you read and interpret yeah. these objects? But yeah, uh, it's a pretty heavyweight, but I guess like very, very formally specified protocol. Well, also I've read blog posts that complain on the other side of the spectrum where the spec is underspecified, ambiguous, and so on and so forth. And because it <laughs> seems like it's a, a little bit designed by committee as well as a sense that there's no way ActivityPub can cover all use cases. So they're purposely ambiguous to let implementers figure out certain things, which would be deliberate omission. So so yeah, I, I I found it hard to read as well. And so a lot of what I did was read the guides about which part to read in order to get a sense of what actually was in the spec before diving into it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think the, the cool thing about ActivityPub is that by being fairly loose in not specifying like a, the, a particular shape of how an app can work, you can compose the the primitives that it provides in order to make 
all different kinds of apps. So we've been talking a lot about Mastodon because I think that's the biggest use case for ActivityPub right now, at mm-hmm. least the biggest consumer use case. Yeah. But uh, you can have other ActivityPub apps, like, for example, I think uh, we can name a few. Uh, PeerTube and PixelFed are uh, hosting media hosting platforms. PeerTube is kind of a YouTube alternative, and PixelFed mm-hmm. is kind of a Instagram alternative. Mm-hmm. And you can have blogging platforms. I recently saw some Hacker News headlines that Medium and Tumblr are trying to jump on this bandwagon and support ActivityPub. So maybe those really? could become instances uh, uh, or peers in this network. Uh, and and but basically, you can you can use the same protocol to build all kinds of different apps, and potentially you could have these things peer and deliver messages to each other. So maybe a use case here would be that uh, those of you who are following us on on YouTube, uh, if we were to instead uh, publish on PeerTube or something like this, mm-hmm. then you might be able to get notifications on your Mastodon client that we published a new video, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is this is something that's not really po- like possible in... A centralized platforms like if we publish something on youtube you might not be able to see it on your twitter feed or something like this but we would have uh, to explicitly build something that connects the two or like zapier or something like that zapier to, or if yeah. or something like that yeah uh but this is natively supported in mm-hmm. uh in activity pub i don't know exactly what the limits are of this and we were talking a little bit in the pregame about how probably different apps would have an allow list of what type of activity they would be willing to receive and display to their users. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I could imagine that it makes sense that something like Mastodon, which has just a feed, would be willing to show video updates or image updates from something like PeerTube or PixelFed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you could imagine that there's some other different kind of app, like maybe a github alternative that uses um activity pub and maybe mm-hmm. mastodon wouldn't show you know prs or something yeah. like that uh, in the field. yeah uh, yeah servers can pick w- which other servers that they listen to but also you can choose individual users can s- choose to subscribe or not subscribe to individual accounts to to see what what uh data goes by and so so yeah i, I think that's those are the type of possibilities that, in my mind, get me excited about Activity Pub. But all anybody in that world talks about is Twitter clones, which I think is a little <laughs> bit of a pity. But we'll, we'll get to that later too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's just a very high level overview. It, mm-hmm. I think that if you're interested, we'll put in the show notes all the references that we went into uh, about the implementation details. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, so is that the main thing that gets you excited is the interoperability between apps? Uh, I, I want to say the short answer is yes, because <laughs> I am of a generation that remembers a time before the internet, and I also grew up with the internet. Um, there was like a, a small sliver of time in which that was the case. And and I remember when the internet came out, it just seemed like 
there was a lot of possibilities. And to me as a kid, like it wasn't like I was looking to do a lot of things. I just wanted weird and fun things. Right. Yeah. And so the type of things that you could do back then were quaint compared to what you can do today. Like this is like sending emails, participating in news groups, reading like lists of like whatever <laughs> the, what was Halo before it was Halo? It was a marathon, right? But um, yeah, making web pages, learning HTML, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But like when I think back to from today, like why did the internet get so much adoption? And I, we can also get into this later. I think it was just the the distribution. And so in the same way, I would like to think that Activity Pub gives people a way to have a proliferation of deconstructed content or like little snippets of data that you can put together in your own way again. And the idea that it's permissionless, that you don't have anybody telling you what you can publish on there. If people don't like it, they just won't subscribe to you. But like, um, if you have that sort of thing on there and you can put it, put it together in a lot of different ways, I guess the thought is that like the internet, when it was first coming out, you would have a similar synthesis of things in which there's a lot of recombination and you're able to kind of explore what those recombinations would give you to give you different experiences on the web. And so that's kind of a, hand wavy way to say i think the potential is there but it's really hard to say specifically like what that is and it could just be that centralized platforms like did all the iteration through the space already and hmm. what we found are whatsapp instagram tiktok and i guess like facebook and so yeah. maybe there are others maybe not i don't know but I suspect there is more potential in in my mind, at least, but whether it's actually the case or not, I mean, somebody needs to build startups and see if there's a market for it. Right. So, but yeah, but yeah that, that would be where my excitement would be for activity pub. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that there's been this pipe dream, which is a, a pun. If it's not immediately right. obvious, <laughs> I'll, I'll make it obvious, but th there's been this, kind of elusive dream from, I don't know. I don't know where it originated. I'm going to say Yahoo pipes, but you're going to, to scoff because <laughs> <laughs> that's just whatever, uh, whatever I grew up with. But right. uh, basically I think somewhere in this like web 2.0 era, there was this glimmer of possibility that apps would interoperate with each other via these APIs and that mm -hmm. you would be able to take information from one application and use some type of, uh, a, you know, something like Yahoo pipes or, or some uh, way of piping information from one thing to another and maybe remixing it in some new and novel ways. Yeah. And, and I think that even when Yahoo pipes uh, died and got shut down, when Twitter first came out, which was probably kind of around the same time, people were treating Twitter as though it was a real-time 
pub sub protocol for the web, like the missing pub sub yeah. protocol of the web. And I yeah. remember yeah. like people were explicitly talking about it on those terms, which was kind of weird because this was definitely a venture backed company, but people were treating it like one of these like, f- like core internet protocols. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And people which were building I thought with the risky at the time, but I was just like, Oh, oh did you, 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 you called it even before uh, they started cracking down on, all the clients no not not publicly i just thought it was odd because it was just kind of a hint a hint in my mind i didn't like explore it i was just like it's it's odd because does nobody remember microsoft but uh, i guess <laughs> maybe <laughs> they know something i don't know i mean this is me and more, my more um, naive days i guess yeah i see yeah, but I mean, it, it was interesting. Like people were definitely treating Twitter, and this was this was like early days of Twitter before it really had much of any like fancy features. Where basically yeah. Twitter was, you followed a bunch of accounts, and they would emit these small streams of text, and people would do all kinds of interesting things because mm-hmm. you can, uh, when all you have is like a, a text field, you can it's basically up to the receiver how they want to parse it, right? So people yeah. would uh, try to stuff like some type of semantic information into mm-hmm. uh, into the tweets and you would have like automated bot accounts or whatever that would like, I don't know, send like weather updates or, or something. Like they were using it kind of like in, in the way you'd use like a public like airspace almost. Uh, to broadcast. Yeah, I mean, I've seen one where a plant had a Twitter account and it would just tweet how wet its soil was and when it uh-huh. was too dry it would start it, it's basically like a notification service to water to ask humans yeah. to water it so right right it, it yeah basically used twitter as a pub sub mechanism for for any sort of like service big or small yeah and and so i mean that that's like that's interesting because it's kind of piggybacking on top of this like micro blogging or social network, but it's, it's basically what you really want are the feed of activities, feed of updates from a plant Mm -hmm. monitor. Right. Yeah. yeah. But people were, were building on this on top of Twitter and then all kinds of stuff happened, right? Like Twitter kind of rug pulled everyone and said, no, we're (laughs) not a a platform company. We're a media company and we're going to like, you know, focus. They went all in on, celebrities and justin bieber and news and journalists being supported on twitter it's it's the same mistake that yahoo did i mean at one point they declared themselves as a media company as well i forgot who did right. that somebody did that but uh, yeah twitter, i think that was like like dick costello or something but um yeah at, at twitter yeah no no yeah. but i was thinking yahoo but yeah i think dick costello did that and so at, at twitter and and so it's just a shame, I guess. And so I think that let a lot of the air out of um, the developer ecosystem. And it seems today either nobody remembers that about Twitter. Yeah. Or it's just people assume that that's probably just not possible. No, Everybody's been burned before. Nobody's willing to try again. Um, yeah. Because I do remember, do you remember app.net? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yes, okay. yes, <laughs> but, but you can by go all into means, it. Yeah. yeah, no, by all means. You well, so um, one of the current partners at YC now, his name is Dalton Caldwell, and he started something called App.net as one of his subsequent ventures. Um, and it was basically a Twitter clone, but with no advertising, and instead relying on user developer subscriptions. And I 
really like the idea that it was a thing that was what we were talking about, which is a basically an event bus for social networking, but you could conceivably have other things that are piggyback off of it. So it becomes like a feed or a river of uh, things that you can publish to. And so instead of REST APIs where you have to keep pulling something for information, it just becomes a, a push API where it's just a river of notifications that you pick stuff off of. And that seemed pretty exciting. Yeah. But my wallet did not match my the words coming out of my mouth because uh -huh. I did not end up paying for it. Like I couldn't think of anything that I wanted to use with it at the moment. And it seems like a whole bunch of other people shared the same sentiment because we didn't know what to do with it. And so, I mean, app.net eventually shut down and right. nobody's visited the idea since. And so now that we have activity pub, I don't see a lot of excitement towards that ideal i'm almost saying like it's like activity pub sounds like a slow public apache kafka or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right uh well you know you could think that like uh, blockchain is also like a slow and public right. uh, apache uh, kafka but yeah, i think yeah. like activity pub doesn't have as much uh it's not trustless in that right I think like you you do have to assume that the instances are going to mm -hmm. like the instance operators are going to stay up that they follow the protocol mm -hmm. et cetera et cetera yeah, yeah. all of this stuff but that yeah. they're not going to publish your private uh, toots tweets toots and yeah. tweets stuff like <laughs> right. that yeah. and so I, I think those are knobs that you can dial on that but but the the idea I think the idea of like a public river of events from applications around the internet that you can pick off is still a strong idea in my mind. And I think instead of just APIs, I mean, like even like, I don't know. Do you think that would replace something like webhooks? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if people are know. necessarily like aware of webhooks being a thing, but they are probably, uh, well, developers what... are. Yeah, developers so like, are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, anyways, maybe we're getting a little bit off topic here. But like, what? <laughs> like, it, I guess it's just the, to mark the idea that this seems like it's something that would be useful, but it just seems like it's either unfashionable now, or the idea has kind of played itself out, and nobody wants to touch it for mm -hmm. for the time being because there's so many other exciting things that are going on like what what's your take on that and on appnet and uh, app.net and that kind of vision of a river of events on the on the internet yeah i think that it's actually gotten lost the the reason why i wanted to spend a little bit of time going into this history is mm -hmm. that I don't know. I think only maybe old timers like you and I, if we could call ourselves. I don't this. even. Yeah, I don't even feel like I'm an old timer. But right. like, apparently, like there's a new generation of developers every five to seven years or so, and yeah. they don't remember anything that's come before. And so, I guess by that metric, I'm like way out there. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, I'm I'm younger than you, and I'm feeling like an old timer because I basically I think that people don't remember twitter 
well, and we're picking on Twitter specifically because the, it was played such a central role in this mm-hmm. idea back in the day. But people don't remember Twitter as it was then. Yeah. I, I think people look at Twitter now, and it's a very uh, opinionated, you know, kind of product oriented app. Right, it, like a a political, it, it's product oriented in its execution, and the content is very um, politicized, rage inducing sort of thing. If you're right. not careful who you follow, um, but like the 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 vibe is a little bit there, or what do kids say nowadays? Energy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is different. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. But 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 basically, I think the thing that people don't remember, which is what we we're trying to to sell, is that at some point, Twitter was literally a dumb pipe. Like people mm-hmm. were just treating it like just a thing, like like you said, an event bus. You just shove data in there; it fans out and gets sent to whoever's subscribing to it, and it's up to them what they do with it. Uh, yeah. I think even like in the early days, like Twitter didn't even have proper threads or retweets or at tagging and stuff like that Mm -hmm. those those were just basically you would just use sigils like the at sign and Mm -hmm. the hashtag sign and and whatnot and that's what would indicate that you're trying to do something and so but, but basically that flexibility allowed you to use that same infrastructure to do all kinds of things like you could like you said um have a a plant monitor which sends updates about its status you could similarly do something with weather updates or crime updates or whatever and just use it in in this very flexible way and Mm -hmm. i think like you said i think that that generation who is familiar with that is has maybe aged out of of this or maybe they just lost interest and so i I, I want to say in some ways you age out of social media because when new social media came out, I was like, I want to use this, but I don't have anybody to use it with. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that this idea got, kind of got lost to time, and App.net mm-hmm. tried to revive it, but they really didn't get much pickup. Like, I remember it cost something like $11 a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it. It, it was... It was... It was comparatively cheap but i was just like i'm not sure what i would use it for even though i like the idea that's the yeah. type of feedback you don't want to hear from your cus- potential customers when you do <laughs> customer dev yeah it sounds like a great idea but doesn't pull out their wallet right so right right yeah and so i i don't know so meanwhile activity pub has been there in the background i was actually su- somewhat surprised with the timeline because activity mm. pub seemed like something that was happening now like somehow there was some new renaissance or revival <laughs> around yeah, this but was, this is like a decade old yeah i was gonna say like some of the things that we cover as as the edge of technology are actually should be called retro episodes honestly like this <laughs> right. stuff has been around for a little while well, it's not so retro like the things that we think of retro are things that were before our time, quote unquote. But like, right. so like we pick on things from the 1960s and 70s. But like, yeah, Activity Pub's been around for a decade or so now, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I think it's know. been through some different iterations where it, there were some earlier versions and then it's uh, slowly got, I don't know, more flexible uh, mm-hmm. and, and started to support more use cases. But anyway, I think it's really now come to a head 
because of the Twitter shenanigans and uh, this mass migration to Mastodon, where people for the first time are getting introduced to this idea of federation and a federated app, mm-hmm. federated applications like yeah. um, like Mastodon. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's interesting, but in the I, I think you brought up a good point in that in that 10 years, in that intervening 10 years that this protocol was being developed from a, this sort of technical engineering point of view, uh, this was a period of a lot of iteration for just traditional social networks. Like a lot of the paradigms that we now know, like news feeds and uh, the like button. Know, yeah, and stories, like button mm-hmm. stories, all these uh, interaction paradigms all kind of got invented very quickly, you know, maybe in the 2010s, right? Or, or matured very quickly in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you brought up like TikTok, for example, which is a relatively new uh, type of application as well. Like I think it's, it's a riff on Vine, which is a little older, but like mm-hmm. I think it's a re- even that is a relatively recent um recent type of development and so i wonder for activity pub which purports to support any arbitrary type of social application like now and in the future like is it relying on the idea that we have run through the idea maze and we found all the paradigms that work or is it possible that there's going to be some new new development, some new paradigm like TikTok 2.0, which is going to come out in a couple of years, and would ActivityPub be able to support that, right? Like, how flexible is this thing? Yeah, I think that question cuts to the heart of whether I find ActivityPub exciting or not, and I think whether it has a future or not. Because when I look through its vocabulary of the things that you can refer to in the protocol— the verbs that it has seem to be just one-to-one copies of the type of things that you can do on Facebook. So, for example, right. you you know you can follow people, which is typical of a lot of social networks, but they also have verbs for uh, travel to indicate that you move from location A to location B, mm-hmm. um, or that um, you have moved from one place to another. And so these are just kind of the types of posts that Facebook has. And (laughs) I just wonder if they just kind of took that to say, well, our goal is to beat Facebook. So we're going to have to get to a one-to-one parody, feature parody with them. So that's why we included this stuff. And as I'm reading, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is the way to go because I think the potential for like a, river of events is bigger than that and so i would think that if it has room to grow in the future it has to do things that facebook does not and cannot do not Mm. to try to like replicate its features one-to-one and so one way it could go is that the activity pub uh vocabulary can be extended to other sorts of things that are more general um or B, like other types of applications co-opt the verbs in ActivityPub to do the things it needs to do. For example, the CRUD apps 
co-opted the HTT verbs to have crud, which is what? Create, update, Re- delete. Update, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and they co-opted like get, put, uh, post, and delete, hmm. right? To, to match it up that way. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, I, I, I would say that that that's that's really the case in my opinion yeah because if if the way that the activity pub taxonomy or vocabulary or whatever works is that it's always one step behind the innovation that's happening at these centralized companies then it's always going to be this some something less than Right, like it's an alternative yeah. to it's the kind of soy milk of the you know, compared <laughs> well, to regular milk. Or be, because like even if they formalized it as a spec, they didn't. They don't have a mechanism or some sort of like process or mechanism in place to discover new type of activities that people are doing. At best, they can just kind of wait until some sort of centralized service, and then they argue about, like, take forever to argue about exactly what the (laughs) spec should entail to put it as, like, one of the things in there. And that's, I don't think that's the way that you would become relevant or, or, you know, be a central part of the internet ecosystem for for people building stuff. Um, Yeah. And so... So I I think one of the other ways that it would have been great is if somehow the vocabulary of activity pub the actors and the verbs that or they call activities which are the verbs and then the generic objects which are like notes page web pages video messages that sort of things if there was a way to compose them hmm into the different objects if there's like uh, some sort of compa- com- uh, composability with them. So maybe like notes can be composed into threads and then threads can be uh, embedded inside of uh, other notes. And then so round and round you go and create like larger social structures that way, like so- social media structures that way in the same way yeah. that, you know, like programmers are used to, Functions compose, uh, you can build bigger and bigger functions into it and stuff like that. So I, I think yeah. those are the things that would have been exciting about it. But uh, kind of, I, I got the sense that Activity Pub was so focused on beating, being a Facebook beater. It's like Facebook, but decentralized so that we can have our privacy back or something like that. Right. That, that I, I feel like they kind of miss the forest for the for the trees here in that sense but i would say hope is not all lost i mean <laughs> well because like anybody can build stuff on there and you and i can freely like build the things that we're talking about and so we can talk about like why don't we and yeah. and so like one of the things that we're asking each other in the pregame is like along this line if you could do this sort of stuff on activity hub and like like are there are there any like social applications that that would kind of fit this bill like would it be social media or would there be like other types of social applications mm-hmm. and like what kind of social applications would want participation from external networks besides social networks like did, yeah. uh, could you think of any 
Yeah, I think uh, I don't know about the external networks part or the federation part, but well, so that isn't that the whole point of having an activity <laughs> bus because activity pub? Because if you don't, I mean, like you could just do something like a notion, right? Because notion is is uh, self-contained, like that universe for a Notion user is self-contained unless they selectively make things public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. I mean, so I do, I do have a, a an interesting idea along those lines, but but actually I think I will, if you relax this, you know, mm-hmm. it, it must be dependent on Federation. I do think that there are new ways in which people are collaborating, which we were talking about in, in mm-hmm. the pregame. Like, for example, people are using Discord in a lot of interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Discord is, uh, at the end of the day, or at, fundamentally, as far as a company is concerned, a chat app. But that doesn't mean that people are necessarily only using it for chat. Like a very interesting use case that piggybacked on top of Discord is MidJourney, which is a, an AI art generation company and uh, what they did in order to bootstrap their service is that they used discord channels or the discord server uh, as a way for people to input the prompts uh, that they wanted uh, to generate art from and then there would be a discord bot that would then post the picture that corresponded to that uh, to that art or to that prompt and it was kind of a social uh, experiment or social AI art uh, collective in that you could see what other people were prompting. You could see the result of it and you could learn from each other uh, different prompt techniques, etc. And so it was not just a AI art uh, project, mm-hmm. but it was there. It had a social component to it. Right. And you can imagine that they could potentially have used activity pub because you could have uh, some type of activity like prompt uh, or something. And Mm -hmm. uh, then in response to that, this AI would uh, reply with an image object or something like this. And you could subscribe to this uh, feed of events and uh, maybe they could build a nice UI on top of that. And they would get that kind of social protocol for free. Yeah, I I really thought so I didn't like the execution of the mid-journey bot. Like the mm. user experience was pretty clunky and you had to just kind of wait and wait for your reply from the bot and if you missed it I'm like I don't know where to find it again. And eventually I figured it out. Like in mid-journey you can have a web page that tells you where this sort of stuff is like, but that kind of implementation aside, I thought that implementing mid journey, which is a like AI image generation um, service inside of discord was actually quite genius because like you said, users can see what other people are using as a prompt to generate these images. And because AI prompting is something new and people are hungry and eager to learn from each other. It's just a way for the community to collectively learn how to use these things. And that really drives and boosts engagement. And I really thought that that was really clever how they decided to use that as, as a thing. And did they 
need to use activity pub obviously not because they didn't use it at all right <laughs> yeah, right right and, and but like could they have and i think the it's just that the story is not there when it comes to distribution because like if there were a lot of people already on activity hub you would really you would really think of it as an option because i know if i were building it i would think of it as an option if the people are already there but because mm-hmm. they're not i'm like why would i put the time and effort to integrate with activity pub if there's nobody there right and so yeah. the the chicken and an egg problem and so when i think about why the internet got popular as much as it did i think one contributing large contributing factor was that there was people that wanted to look for the information and people that wanted to find those people looking for the information and they can all do it without anybody's permission. And so it just became a flywheel. And so people that are publishing get distribution for free effectively, right? Which wasn't really possible before the internet. And people that were looking for stuff found niches that were uh, up their alley that they couldn't get any other way in the library. And so basically, I guess one of the things is the internet had no competition in those two Mm -hmm. regards. Whereas today, the story is really different. Like, can you get a feed of stuff besides (laughs) Activity Pub? You got so many feeds. Everything is a feed now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So like, I I think the... Like the distribution story for people building on Activity Pub needs to be much stronger than it is right now. But that said, like that's something that I've flogged as a dead horse already. Maybe mm. we can flog it some more later on this episode. But like, <laughs> sure. if if that were the case, like if that is the case that it attracts people, then definitely I think it's a really compelling thing that. You don't know what people are going to use it for, but if you put it out there, they're going to find some way to re- recombine it, and that would give your app distribution. And so MidJourney, like if there are other people, not just MidJourney users in their like closed-off Discord sees the prompts and what they can generate, like if there are people like reading off of ActivityPub all the time, then then you could see what's going on. Actually, why didn't they build it off of Twitter? That might get way more distribution than retweets, right? Yeah, and and you would really make those prompts and replies public and get people excited. Right. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a good point. And I think that uh, we were talking about distribution. I think that there is no shortage now of ways for people to get distribution for individuals to get distribution right so mm-hmm. activity pub uh, providing one more feed is not i think a very compelling value prop but yeah. like what you were saying what needs help getting distribution now are things like apps so far because of the way that the centralized services work it's really hard for new use cases to get an edge in in terms of promoting their, um, you know, new service, there are. Are you, are few... you talking about on things like the App Store or some other place where there's like people are paying attention? I, I think it's it's just it's very hard 
if you're starting a new service from scratch, and I'll go into what a new service from scratch means. Yeah. If you're starting something new, you currently have to bootstrap your own social network, so to speak. Even mm-hmm. if you're not a social networking app, yeah. you need to bootstrap some distribution mechanism or something within your own app to get people excited and sharing you know, whatever the uses usage and use case scenarios and, and whatnot. For example, Midjourney uh, created a, a discord channel for people to do this. Yeah. Uh, but it's not possible to piggyback on top of existing feeds that people are already on where the eyeballs yeah, are yeah. like yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You can, there've been a few good use cases of this. For example, um, chat GPT, even though that's not really a protocol or a social service or anything like that, the way that they gain distribution is by making the, those conversations very screenshotable and people were mm-hmm. posting screenshots on, on Twitter. Right? And, and I think very quickly <laughs> people were like, Hey, what's going on? This is a new app. Yeah. This is something I should check out. You know, honestly, like, I, I don't know if that was part of their design. It's just screenshotting was like the lowest common denominator. Like people, maybe (laughs) I would have said that ChatGPT was so compelling as a product. People were willing to screenshot it and put it on Twitter. Fair Fair enough. Fair enough. I think uh, ChatGPT has a lot of magic behind it besides that it's very screenshotable. It's not even that screenshotable. Uh, But, you know, if you think about uh, another use case, which actually did, maybe make use a little bit more of these um, social dynamics. Like one that comes to mind is Wordle because Wordle Mm. generated that like little pixel grid Mm -hmm. that showed Mm -hmm. how quickly you were able to solve the puzzle. And people were posting that on, uh, where are they posting? Twitter, Twitter, text messages, text messages, to friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so that was a great way for that new app wordle to get distribution because it mm-hmm. was piggybacking off of where people were already talking to each other right the existing yeah. feeds where information was flowing and it was able to do this because it managed to encode basically its activity uh whatever like puzzle solve activity or something uh mm-hmm. as a sequence of emojis which happened to now be supported everywhere but uh you know that's that's still sort of a hack right but you can imagine in some steady state scenario where everybody is using um mastodon or something like this that a future wordle or a future chat gpt or whatever would be able to generate activities that then get uh fed into these existing streams of information and yeah and that's the means of distribution or mm-hmm. visibility for them yeah, I mean, I think maybe this is like one marketing channel that's still untapped because like there are enough people that are using Mastodon but, and so if you can invite identify a massive chunk of them that you want to market to, I mean, Activity Pub may not be a bad way to go because then people can start following on Mastodon and stuff like that. And so the argument then is like, why not Twitter? And so <laughs> maybe maybe one thing that you can do is, is that this activity feed is not just for humans, but it's also machine readable as well. So maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's something like 
like a uh, markdown where both machines and people can read it or you just have a separate stream for computers for for the the same sort of information well I, well but, activity pub is just arbitrary json objects so that can be read by the machines as well you can have metadata. oh i see yeah yeah i was thinking that the body of the thing would have to contain the message but you you're right because the specification so under specified you can actually stuff a whole bunch of stuff in there that that other people may or may not use and so mm. that that's um that's perfectly valid uh activity pub messages so yeah i think i think that's there but i don't know we've lost the plot on this particular story as an mm. industry for a while and i don't know my my optimism is that if if people recognize it as a distribution mechanism, then I think it'll pick up rather than something that is trying to outcompete where the incumbents are already thriving as much as yeah. they stumble. Because like I notice all sorts of bugs on Twitter um, page and I'm still using it for better or for worse. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I, I think I think there is there is something there with that, and um, do, do, so then going back to other social applications, were there kind of other uses that you think would be good for ActivityPub? Yeah, I think one th that's interesting to me, and maybe it wouldn't be ever a mainstream use case. Actually, okay, there are two. Uh, scratch oh, two. <laughs> yeah yeah there are two one is going to be really fun and mainstream and one i think is a, is a little bit more nerdy but is, is worth going into right. um there's going back to the machine readable stuff i think we were talking about mm -hmm. how one of the agents what do they call it agents or actors 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 uh, in this activity pub vocabulary they have a few people organizations something else but there there should be bot because mm. I think we're yeah. now in this like age of AI bots and people are are spinning up new ones all the time. And so it would be very, very cool to interact with AI bots over ActivityPub because then there's mm. a lot of interoperability. Like for example, I can't talk to ChatGPT on anything other than you know chat.op. Chat yeah, 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 that website, right? But like ideally maybe this is, this is a little scary idea. ChatGPT should just be there. It should be a, a, a you know on Twitter or something, An right? And you can just chat. Omnipresent chat. being on Twitter, inserting yes. itself into every thread. Yes. Yeah. I, actually, that kind of sounds like uh, the movie Her. Have you seen that movie? Uh, I actually haven't. No, but I, no, I know the premise. Oh, I know the premise. I, I, yeah. I would recommend it because one of the things about the AI in the movie is that as the AI gets more and more intelligent, she can have simultaneous conversations with a whole bunch of other people, including other bots. And so for her, it seems like she's just talking to the original owner, but like she's simultaneously doing that at the same time. And I can imagine ChatGPT while it's like uh, melting down GPUs, because what else are they good for? Um, yeah to have a lot of simultaneous conversations with a lot of people on Twitter all at the same time, right. um, inserting itself into whatever paper 
clip making conversation there is, right? So, <laughs> right. So, yeah. so I, I, I can totally see that. And so I think barring kind of the safety issues for the time being, and, you know, people worry about that, but like having bots interject themselves into conversations isn't that crazy because you see it on reddit all the time now right there's plenty yeah. of helpful bots on reddit yeah there are a lot of shitty but most of them now are just like <laughs> converting the your units to metric or something like that but yeah yeah mm-hmm. there are there are helpful ones you're right right there there are helpful ones and so you can imagine with the llms that we covered in the recent episode in chat gpt in the season check it out if you haven't already um like that is a more robust way for for people to interact. Do you remember have, have people forgotten already that there was a time when people thought chatbots were going to be like the next big thing? I, I think that's still that, that uh, was recent. recent. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, recent yeah. enough. I don't know if people forgot or not. But yeah, like, but, but after, that that chatbot wave was year. Yeah, like, after one year people were like, "Oh, this is not going to work." Yeah, yeah, because the technology just wasn't there. But also those chatbots were siloed. Like I think those chatbots where you put a chatbot on your website or in your support flow or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. what we're talking about is the you know public chatbots. Like how now you know we have public intellectuals oh. on Twitter. We have well, public yeah, chatbots. Yeah, yeah, are... yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're talking about um, public chatbots that insert himself into different conversations as opposed to chatbots that are just in Slack and Discord channels. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, well so, so I, I, yeah. no, it's fine. There, I'll put it in the show notes. There's some interesting work uh, on, on Twitter towards this. There is a Twitter account called AI Mindflow. Uh, which is is run by this interesting guy <laughs> Kevin Fisher, uh, but but basically AI Mindflow uh-huh. is what we're talking about. It is a bot that is like a multimodal oh, really? agent uh-huh. that can understand p- both pictures and text. And if you post a picture, uh-huh. sometimes it will it will if it follows you, will reply with like a poem uh, about the picture that you posted. Uh, or okay. sometimes it will generate pictures itself and post them. It'll just talk to you. It'll just do random stuff, right? And it's, it's like kind an of interesting party guest. It's like when people hire <laughs> professional party goers <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. interesting at a party. That's that's kind of like what, what it's doing. Yeah, and it's kind of cool, you know, when it, when it drops by. Um, but, but the idea is that it's a persistent entity that yeah. uh, it, for now it's a gimmick, right? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. fun! Like, hey, we have this par- interesting party guest. But um, you could imagine that as these uh, chatbots become more specialized and, and have more personality, and mm-hmm. uh, you use them for different things, then they could also, for example, re- maybe they can like do things like resolve disputes. Right. If there's a dispute going on, it can yeah. de-escalate somehow, like skillfully. Well, I, I was thinking like fact checking, like when yeah. people are spewing garbage on these microblogging platforms, like you get or give context. I I thought that Twitter's uh, context yeah, feature, uh, whatever it's called, the when the little context box pops up, yeah. and like I've mentioned many times before, like I am not by any means caught up with anything pop culture and so sometimes when things are 
obviously jokes to other people. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on here. And having a little bit of context helps. And, you know, having a bot that inserts context in there would be really helpful or facts checks things that people are saying or gives nuances, right? Like this is true in this sense, but not another. Or like if people are talking about something, you can display graphs from our world and data or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. That that would be a means of distribution for for these sort of companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that would be interesting. And uh, so, I, I guess the the caveat here is that these new wave of chatbots are much better at finding the specific thing that is relevant to the conversation, so that you're not just spamming something, right? Like, mm-hmm. if people are talking about like childbirth, they might be interested in the preparation for childbirth rather than childbirth as public policy. And so you would want to mm. give graphs in the latter case and not the former, right? Because, right. yeah, yeah. So that that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so tying it back to ActivityPub, I think the way that it could be helpful is by providing the medium by which mm-hmm. these bots are consuming yeah. The activity that's going on so that they can ingest it and then filter it and say, hey, maybe I should contribute here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it can now inter- interface programmatically. Now, you could ask, like, why couldn't you just use the Twitter API? But yeah. I think here, actually, there is ActivityPub does have a significant advantage in that you don't really get through the centralized uh, uh, platforms you don't get like a raw hose, like fire hose mm-hmm. of, of data anymore. Like you have to pay yeah. a lot of money. And uh, so this is where the sort of incentives, the economic incentives for centralization are misaligned with, you know, actual useful use cases because yeah. it's really hard to build such a bot today. Maybe if ActivityBus paired its archival service with IPFS, then you could offload the bandwidth to download that sort of stuff. Although, I don't know, it would it would no longer be a real-time stream because it takes a while to, for the stuff to propagate all through IPFS. But yeah, maybe if but you that, 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 only wait, just wait. want the daily thing, right, rather than a real-time thing. Yeah, but actually, I think so. So, independent of the bot thing, that's like an interesting use case that you probably couldn't do very easily today, Mm, which is like archive.org or something. Mm -hmm. If they want to persist, what is honestly a lot of very, very important information, important discourse is happening on Twitter, Mm -hmm. unless like through the benevolence of Twitter, they, you know, donate like a data dump or, or something to uh to archive archive.org yeah like um but if if in activity pub you could have such a, a setup right mm-hmm. where you have yeah. the uh, ipfs or something just mm-hmm. read from the activity stream and then like just persist that or maybe like yeah. maybe it samples it and only picks like follows or archives the most important one million accounts on on uh, activity pub but at least you'd, you'd at least be able to archive something yeah i mean i know the library of congress archives tweets now so uh, i'm 
resting. Uh, I would rest in peace knowing that some of my tweets are <laughs> ending up there. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know if they had cooperation from Twitter for a fire hose or whether they're just kind of reading the stuff themselves or they have to probably cooperate. With I, I think somehow, I right? think Twitter yeah. like actually just donated mm-hmm. uh, donated access to Library of Congress mm-hmm. there. But yeah. And so, yeah, I wonder if it's continual or if it's a snapshot sort of thing. Um, right. But yeah, like definitely like a lot. You have to be the Library of Congress to do stuff like that with Twitter, I guess. But in Activity Hub, this is the permi- permissionless aspect. Like you can just do it, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And and mm. you could you yeah, could do this point. for for yeah. I guess any arbitrary uh, accounts as well. Like I remember that when. Uh, what whatever it was that guy's name Sam Bankman Freed was uh, doing some Twitter shenanigans like and there was some suspicion that he was posting in a particular pattern of of way such that oh, yeah. uh, he was evading uh, some Twitter archival services so that he, yeah. he like uh, he was basically secretly deleting tweets and then posting like a replacement tweet in such a way in like a, in, within a short time span such that. Uh, it would go undetected that he had deleted the old tweets or something. Um, um, but all of all of this stuff is basically just exploiting the fact that uh, the archival services don't have access to the raw stream yeah. of his tweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and so, but you know, ideally with public figures like CEOs and and whatnot, Michael you, Burry, the. <laughs> He he also deletes he deletes all his tweets and so there's mm. actually another Twitter account that simply screenshots all his tweets and republishes them. Right, <laughs> but 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 you know you 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 would want for cases like this where you know CEOs and other public yeah. figures you would want to keep a record of what they say. Yeah, in these events like this where you know there's some some uh, controversy, mm-hmm. then. ActivityPub allows you to freely access that information and archive mm-hmm. it, whereas in Twitter, it's either you have to do weird hacks like screenshots, or you have to you know run like uh, this kind of lossy archival bots, which might miss yeah. some important stuff. Might miss. That's a pretty good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but definitely, if you can, I think if you can buy into this particular use case, it's it's not a far stretch to think that there are other things that you would want to do with a feed of tweets, right? Uh, I, I mean, there's the typical like analytics sort of stuff, but I think, I think you would be able to like scour for a subset, like for customer, customer seg- sentiment on a particular brand for research, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so right now you can kind of do that, but once again, you don't have like the full fire hose and, and stuff like that for, and so maybe in some sense it's good enough, like definitely for any startup, like just poke around a little with a couple keywords, but for larger companies, they might want something more fine grained and maybe also like, um, financial institutions that trade, like I wouldn't be surprised if some of them trade on sentiment on Twitter for mm-hmm. like the the high frequency traders maybe yeah i don't know yeah well so i i do know that there are traders that um looked at satellite photos of 
parking lots of different retailers to be able to tell how good the season was and then mm. make their investments based on those counts. And so right. I w- wouldn't be surprised if there's already something that is like reading sentiment off of Twitter. Yeah, that's fair. Um, although that does raise a question to me because, and maybe this is a good time to get into this. A lot of the activity pub usage right now is on, on apps like Mastodon, Mastodon, yeah, which are positioning themselves as a ideological alternative to centralization, <laughs> right? Like the if people you want, were... yeah, if you want that, you got to get into crypto. You're in the wrong place, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like. It's like a, a intersection of people who don't like uh who don't like centralization but then don't like money. <laughs> you know? It's like they don't like crypto because it, there's like it smells like money. And so yeah. I don't know, maybe this is a cynical too cynical, but it does seem like a lot of the discourse around activity pub is and a lot of that, the advertising of these services is like basically like no ads, no fees, it's free, privacy, yeah. privacy all this stuff. And so, and the reason I segued into this is because you were talking about how corporations could <laughs> trade on the activity on activity pub, mm-hmm. but it yeah. seems like at least the seed community would really hate that, right? Like, <laughs> so did the early internet. I mean, like they called it an eternal September. Like who were the original people on the internet, like researchers on yeah. news groups. And then all of a sudden the commercialization, like people forget that, but like the early internet users really hated it when like the unwashed masses the rest of us you and i got on the internet and started like selling stuff and i don't know just just a whole bunch of teenage kids and and people trying to sell stuff like they really hated that yeah do you do you think that this is a either or situation like activity pub has to loosen their grip on some of this ideological stuff in order for it to actually take off in any meaningful way. I think they can hold on to an ideology, but I think they should get a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Well, no, it's, I think it's the same thing I said before. Like, you're not going to beat the incumbents by playing the incumbents at their own game. Because, like, the the ideology, the benefits of ideology are not strong enough jobs to be done to ask, to, to force people to change. Hmm. Um, like, unless you have, like, something catastrophic like a, a catastrophic event will have to happen. And so like things like Elon Musk buying Twitter was castro- catastrophic enough event that people tried switching, right? But I don't know yeah. how many stayed. But like you can't build it's really hard to build something that isn't a incremental daily use sort of thing. Like when people talk about like when people give startup advice like how much of a hair on fire problem is this like like are people mm-hmm. like oh this is such a problem i would pay money for somebody else to fix it yesterday and then the other thing is how frequently do you have that problem and right. activity pub like these things about privacy and stuff they i, I think people 
do care about privacy in specific contexts. Like if yeah. all of a sudden we are in an authoritarian government for some reason, I don't know, there was a coup. <laughs> yeah, pe- people might care about that a lot all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you can't grow a come like you can't grow a product just betting on outlier events. It has to be something that is people are running into day to day. That's why I say like I I myself like privacy. Like I've been using DuckDuckGo for a long time for the same reason and same thing with Firefox. But you know, those are not I, I but like you you can't just say Facebook but decentralized or you know, like I, I don't yeah. think that by itself is enough. Um, privacy, maybe it's a better argument nowadays because I, I guess I can point myself as an evidence of somebody that switched um, for stuff like that. But, and I think people do care about that a lot more, but I, I don't think that is necessarily sufficient. You have to be an order of magnitude better at something that the incumbents can't do already, right? And so this is yeah. why I say, and it seems to hold true across the board as far as I can tell, like in seeing what startups succeed and fail, observing my own consumer decisions, asking other people about their own consumer decisions, like the switching, like how people decide what to buy and what to stick with, like because switching is tough. Like people, people have other things that are, they, they have other better things to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. want to be like, well, playing video games and going on dates and stuff like that. Not like figuring out whether they need to switch your thing out to some other thing. Like, unless you're yeah. giving them video games or dates, like, they're not <laughs> you, right? right. That's the Maslow's so, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. So, yeah. so like nobody wants to like take on extra work if they can help it, and so that's why I'm saying like like their ideology needs to kind of fixate on something that mm-hmm. is a, a, a different kind of vision that focuses on something that the incumbents don't already do and cannot do. And so, yeah, when I think about that like river of internet stuff, it's it's compelling in an abstract way. I don't know how compelling it is practically but i know that every application really cares about distribution so if you provide another channel for distribution yeah definitely i think people that are building stuff will want to hop on yeah i mean i think that's the that is the advantage that something like a centralized mm-hmm. network couldn't do which is just i okay this is going to sound kind of crazy i kind of want to enter the wild west again right like Mm. i think that yeah it would be so cool if activity pub promised me or whatever the activity pub based apps like mastodon or whatever promised me like come here you can talk with all kinds of cool bots you can talk you can discover all kinds of you know new interesting games and Mm, apps and things which are like publishing uh, their activities and you can discover them and you can play along and maybe you can play along collaboratively 
maybe you can play uh-huh. po- collaborative games on activity pub like maybe why not yeah right? like maybe the way that uh reddit does its social experiments with like the giant canvas and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff right and so like y- yes. it, if you had something to spin up I mean, a no-code builder from the stuff from Activity Pubs, maybe? I don't know. Like, whatever it is. Like, just a way for you to put that... Like, do... Participate somehow, right? Yeah, participate, right? Like, you want to be part of something. And I think, yeah, a good good example is Reddit does this, you know, fun games like the Giant Canvas. And then they had another one where you were randomly assigned a team and you had to, like, earn points for your team, like Team Periwinkle versus, like, Orange Red or whatever. Like, but basically, they do a good job of creating these social games or collaborative yeah. games. What's and another one? It, don't don't push the button. See how long everybody can collectively not push a button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and in fact, like on on Twitch and things, like people have like Twitch plays uh, Pokemon. Oh yeah, Red yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Twitch plays that could totally go on Activity Pub for could, sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. right. And so, I think if Activity Pub was like a was a place or a thing where I could go and, and it, it was lively in a way that centralized platforms couldn't be lively because mm-hmm. they want to control that experience. They're very they opinionated. Can't take the risk, right? Yeah. They can't, yeah. And yeah. Cause no, no PM at Facebook is going to be like, look guys, I think we should do like <laughs> Facebook plays Pokemon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah that guy's not getting promoted he's not getting his like house in the bay he's not having feeding his two kid 2.5 kids or right. whatever it is right so he's yeah. not that that that's just something that nobody's gonna in a big company is gonna put their neck out on much less like you know so so yeah i, I think that there's this big potential like pent-up potential for it but I, I think that narrative is lost and i think that that's the thing that we keep like running our heads around like we keep talking and then kind of circling back over here and so i, I think it's compelling yeah. in the abstract but we're trying to get to like the the concrete aspect of it here right that that's what you're trying to do like like just yeah. imagine like a a wild west of things that are happening just kind of to recreate the feeling of the wild west of the early internet right Mm -hmm. like it's just like the early internet was even weirder than things are on today like you can find stuff on like tiktok that's weird or you know even on reddit but like early internet was just like yeah (laughs) it looked like myspace like i don't know for people that don't know just look at like geocity pages like just look them up yeah yeah and and some of those some of those pages were like weird like about like esoteric topics and like you would just uh and, and there would be fun like explorers like stumble upon or whatever and you'd just find like weird things right and so yeah, i think like yeah. yeah 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 and so that's the sort of thing that you think is really possible to recreate with activity pub if if the uh i mean a, a number of things would have to happen but like one of the draws you're saying is that because it's permissionless and people can publish like uh, one ideology they can try to go after is like giving people a new experience a sense of the wild west that doesn't really exist in the public sphere in the internet anymore i think like you still have small private pockets here and there but like and so if you could promise that then i think that's something that the incumbents cannot do and it goes yeah. back to the um, an ideology 
but like a different one, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and and I think that it's it's an ideology that relies on the ingenuity of the crowd, the wisdom of the crowd, or mm-hmm. maybe the idiocy of the crowd. Like you know, it it basically just if you give people, if you give the internet at large like tools to do things, they come up with all kinds of weird things. Like even like Twitch plays like it's not like some PM at Twitch was like, oh, let's support <laughs> yeah. this weird like way in which you can collaboratively play video games. People just figured this out, right? And and I think people will figure out many, many different things. And clearly people are, are uh, you know, ingenious enough to hack on top of centralized platforms. Like even Twitch plays, I don't know how it's implemented, but like they must have some bot that's like reading the chat and then like yeah. it, but it, that's a hack. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think activity pub, all of that kind of stuff could be just native. It could be baked in and it could even be much more, uh, you know, complicated and, and wonderful because you're not just having to to do these weird hacks. And yeah, so I think that could very much be the ideology is just this is a collaborative space, right? Like it makes the Internet or it makes this like feed into this like collaborative canvas in which people can build all kind of apps. People can build integrations you can interact with bots and uh that's something i don't see anywhere else Uh, you know maybe people are trying to do this on twitter but uh, you know i think twitter is becoming if anything more closed it's not becoming or it's not opening up towards these uh, possibilities i think they should take advantage of it of course i think there's all these problems as well when you think about uh just opening stuff up to the internet about abuse and Mm -hmm. um harassment and all these things i don't know actually those are those are important problems uh that i don't want to think about because they kind of ruin my utopia (laughs) utopia right (laughs) i mean uh, i i mean in reading the specs i think they they do try to address it there there are mechanisms in place in activity pub protocol to address these sort of things because it's kind of well known by now the sort of things that people can do um but even even then i I think even before that social layer like the implementation like it it seems like the spec is unspecified and people spend a lot of time like reverse engineering the dominant player in that particular protocol to do something like all that needs to be tightened up so that it's easier to build stuff on there like right now i don't i don't think it's easy at all so before before any of the stuff that we're talking about can happen I, I think the spec probably needs to be tightened up which can be tough because it sounds like it was designed by committee so yeah. there's that i mean yeah, i don't know but maybe that also means that it's ripe for a dominant player to come in and just write write the spec if it's unspecified then that just means that my implementation is the spec so so right. if you come in here and dominate dominate then maybe you can just write the spec that way yeah and it's not like if you're using some http library or web server in your language it's not like you're going and reading the http spec which mm-hmm. in fact i've never in my career uh have accessed that spec so i don't even know what <laughs> that looks like so but you know you use libraries and you use abstractions is, is what i mean yeah. and so yeah i think that there are a few uh, in my reading, there's like one, you know, famous one for Go, which I think is, is being used a lot. There's one in Elixir. I think that Mastodon, I, I don't know. I don't want to misspeak. There's there's like a, 
a famous uh, activity pub implementation in Elixir for this kind of thing. And so, but mm. I think if, if there becomes one standardized one in, you know, the major languages, then it's something that you don't have to think about anymore. And then you can just yeah. plug it I, into I, I, I see. Yeah. Well, so I think of the, maybe this is when they were still arguing about the spec and developing it and like running through the early iterations, but it sounded like things were underspecified. So even if people wanted to interoperate, there were still specific details that they needed to work out. And, yeah, in order to do the implementation, that I, I think that was all I was getting at. So, oh, like, oh, I see. The, yeah, yeah. the barrier to entry needs to be a lot lower. If if what we're waxing lyrical about uh, is able to happen, that, that that was the only thing I was meant to say. Uh, I think that one interesting way that you can reconstruct content in this way is related to. Uh, our episode on Xanadu and transclusion. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. the whole idea of transclusion is that, and you should watch our episode on this if, if, if you want the full details, but the idea is that you can include bits and pieces of other people's content to weave this sort of meta narrative, right? So you could, mm -hmm. for example, if you are writing an explainer on some topic, then you can include you know, something that you wrote about something and then some, something somebody else wrote and and interject maybe with my own thoughts about it as well and build, package it up into some new form. Yeah. Right? And so I wonder, ActivityPub does seem to support that because actually being a hypertext protocol, you can actually reference other objects by URL. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so can you build a meta object which then references bits and pieces of other objects and publish that uh and and maybe even create like a referenced activity so that you can keep track of kind of the backlinks like this thing is referring to that thing. Can you build a hypertext that way or a hypermedia that way? Maybe. I mean, like you and I have that long-running Twitter note-taking app <laughs> idea. <laughs> right. Have and we talked about this on on this podcast? We always talk about it after the fact, but uh, I I, I want to say yes, but I guess you can give a quick rundown for our viewers and listeners. Yeah, I, okay. I mean, I guess briefly, it's the idea that the way people write Twitter threads uh, and then quote tweet their own threads to create this kind of graph structure of their thoughts and ideas. Uh, you, yeah, of their and ideas. How they're and how they're interconnected, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you could have a, a note-taking app that's like that, and you can even make it so that you it's multiplayer, that you can reference mm -hmm. other people's ideas and weave them into your own notes. Yeah, and the it's the advantage there is that you're thinking aloud and uh, you get feedback as to what ideas of yours people find interesting and useful, and uh, they're publicly referenced, and... Um, that means anybody can also participate, um, which I guess for better, for worse, but like then yeah. you get fast iteration on, on these ideas. And so, so that, that's kind of a way to collaboratively think together actually with, with you at the helm. Yeah. 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 Actually, that seems like a good use case for activity pub, right? Like, in fact, if I were to build it and I keep saying that I'm going to build this, uh, uh, you know, over the, some weekend, uh, when I have time. I never have time. Like, <laughs> if there was just a robust activity pub library 
that uh, would give for free the idea of you know publishing something and it being accessible to other users i you know i don't want to build my own account system i don't want to build my own whatever follow mechanism and whatever mm-hmm. like i think yeah. it'd be really cool if i could just import activitypub.js or something and then i just worry about my own domain objects and then just let activitypub take care of the idea that people can follow each other's notes and reference each other's notes and reply and blah 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 yeah and so i guess this goes back to kind of like what can you do with deconstructed content and i guess that's the thing um it's when things are deconstructed then you can link to it in any different place because the granularity is so much smaller right um Mm. because before web pages are on the granularity of a article because it was mimicking newspapers and magazines right because it was completely mm-hmm. impractical to link to just a paragraph in everything uh, in every magazine article, but with the internet, it's solely possible. And we decided to like cut it up. Um, uh, we did, yeah, we decided to cut it up. And so now that means we can recombine it in this graph where people can think together. That, that sounds pretty exciting actually. Um, and I think, even more compelling for me is if you have these bots that we were talking about, the LLMs coming in here to helpfully tie insights that, which would be connections to things that you've already collected the thought about, but never mm-hmm. actually made the connection um, to kind of tie these threads of thought more closely together. Um, that That I think would be, interesting helpful as well uh, i mean like you see this sort of stuff in the, the star slate codex community but they do it yeah. just by talking to each other but i imagine they might want something like or i i imagine this is another way to have a discourse about topics through threading and then having bots help make connections if if people aren't making them already yeah that makes sense actually uh I thought we weren't going to talk about this, but we will now. Uh, so there, <laughs> <laughs> there is, uh, there's an interesting company organization, nonprofit organization called Ought, which mm-hmm. is very interested uh, in helping advance human knowledge. Uh, it's okay. it's actually very aligned with uh, less wrong and the rationality and slate start oh, okay. codex communities, uh-huh. and basically their mission is to build interfaces that help you uh, arrive at collaboratively arrive at truth. And so the way that they imagine it works is that you deconstruct a problem. Let's say you're working on like a problem, like how to uh, solve nuclear fusion or something like this. Yeah. And and there's a lot of sub problems. There are a lot of discussions that can be had. Maybe you collect evidence, you know, you go off and run experiment, I go off and run experiment, and we want to collect all this stuff together to uh, arrive at some knowledge, right? Shared knowledge. And so what they imagine is that in the future, we will do this using some shared substrate, and we'll also collaborate with things like 
bots or AIs that can oh, yeah. <laughs> help us reason. Seems like there are people that are already on it. They're just not on Activity Pub. They're just not on Activity Pub. But yeah, but you know, I think like the core the core innovation because they're doing a lot of innovation on uh, the kind of human computer interaction, like the interface mm-hmm. of how we yeah. would uh, lay out complex problems using computers mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. And then they're uh, of course they're also concerned about training models and AIs that can help us. But yeah. uh, you know, the least of their worries, right? Their core competence is probably not in building out some social infrastructure, right? Like let's say that they actually succeed in their mission, then ideally they would want to delegate this kind of backbone of how these all these things, all these parties are talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should use something like ActivityPub and they could maybe make their own objects, uh, you know, problem object or evidence object or something like that mm-hmm. and just yeah. send those down the pipe and have those be distributed. Yeah, so you mean like extend the vocabulary of ActivityPub to include these new things that you can send down the pipe for the ActivityPub protocol, right? Yeah, ideally. And, and, and I, yeah. I think that the the... I'm not sure... I know that there's a fairly limited set of object types that are built in, but I do think there is some uh, notion of extensibility. Like you can add uh, new things to this taxonomy. Or you can just co-opt one of the existing ones. (laughs) And just make it a a note, but then it has extra metadata and that makes it into something else. So, yeah, like, so what did you say? A problem? Then you can co-opt the question activity. Uh Uh-huh. Perhaps. Right. And so uh, normally it's supposed to re- represent a question being asked. I guess it's in line. So it's a research question, right? It's the problem statement. Yeah. And so question objects are extension of the intransitive activity, blah, blah, blah. But basically it's where people are asking something. I see. Yeah. Of, of their followers. So that you could co-opt that into a, a problem statement. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I hope that they just allow people to extend these objects because mm-hmm. then you can just work more natively in these things. But anyway, like I think those are all details. I I think that this is a kind of use case where you have this collaboration and you're working on this shared, well, what did you call it? Like deconstructed information, but then you mm-hmm. want to kind of keep track of that graph of deconstructed information because you want to package it up into some final conclusion, let's say that. uh... Yeah. Either like you can imagine like storytelling is, is one where like, or you're trying to convince people of stuff. So you weave a narrative. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's not very scientific. It's selective cherry picking, but I mean, that's sometimes how you, what you have to do to move large swaths of people Mm -hmm. uh, for better or for worse. But um, yeah, you can imagine stuff like that. And so I think right now people already do that. You know, it's kind of in an ad hoc way with our current medium, but like with the activity pub, it would be much more specific, concrete, deliberate. Cause you have all these like pieces of a narrative, just strewn about. Mm. Yeah. And you, you, the interoperability allows you to kind of, reference each other or right yeah tie them together because every piece of data is referenceable through a url because it's based on uh, like json link data Mm -hmm. um yeah so that that seems like it's entirely possible so so i think we're at the part in the uh podcast where we 
you know, have have some notion of where this thing sort of c- could go. And so, like, if you wanted to take a position on this, like, what would you do to to invest in it, whether with your money or your time? Yeah, I think that what this thing needs are apps. Like, if if the vision and the position that Activity Pub should take is this is a place full of just cool stuff, then what it needs actually probably are interesting use cases that are just there and running. And then Mm -hmm. that's what brings people in, right? At least maybe at first it's some, (laughs) some uh, nerds who want to interact with like weird bots and the, but then over time, like more. Yeah. Like, like, uh, is it Christmas.com should publish to activity pub uh, because it already does Twitter. Right. So, um, yeah, so you, you can have stuff like that. Yeah, or, like, on Twitter, there's, like, that, that like, little uh, year progress bar. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. every time I see it because it uh, always reminds me that I've wasted <laughs> too much time of the wasted year. Wasted so much time, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, you know, stuff like this, right? And it's kind of fun. Uh, and but, I think but, that... But it's a stepping stone to people imagining that there are other things that that they can do on there, right? And so yeah. it, it, everything starts off as a toy. So Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's that's kind of um how I would take a position on it is it's a lot to ask of people to come up with a new either alternative for a big service or some new paradigm shifting app that is going to convince everybody of the decentralized web or the federated web or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's going to start with these toys. And I think that the thing is, it's it's like we said, concerning that, you know, maybe neither you nor I, we hack on a lot of, you know, lots of little things <laughs> yeah. all the time. But we by the mere it. fact that we're on this podcast talking about like completely disparate technology, I'm sure like our Zig listeners are like, "What did I subscribe to? Like, <laughs> right. What is all this other stuff?" Right? And yes. so, 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 like, given that, like, we should be people that are like super excited to hack on this stuff, and yet, and yet, so Finn, yeah, take us out, yeah, and yeah. Yet. So, 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 I think that that's that's the gap, right? Is that I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the lack of familiarity or maybe the the libraries uh, in the major languages are not yet mature for ActivityPub. But ideally, I just say import ActivityPub in my favorite mm-hmm. language. And then somehow the app that I'm building is just much richer for it, right? Like that now I get... Uh, this kind of pub sub mechanism, I get whatever discovery or follow or reply uh, functionality. And then I can just like kind of build the thing that I want to build, which is, you know, maybe it's a small game, maybe it's just a a Mm -hmm. small little app. And I get plugged into this rich ecosystem, right? Like I think that's the, that's the goal. Now, how can we get there? I don't know. I mean, I think how can we get there is one the people who are building the implementations of this protocol, hopefully over time they work out the kinks. So you, you know, you mentioned that there's some underspecified semantics uh, for this protocol. Hopefully those get ironed out and and people standardize on some, you know, uh, implementation. And then, so that's step one or step zero. And then I think 
that being done, uh, I think that the way that you can take a position on it is if you're building something that has this shape, like it looks like you would want <clears throat> you want people to follow each other or you would want to broadcast information within your app, maybe, you know, if it's a, a particularly a toy app, try using ActivityPub. Like I, I think I would, you know, for the the Twitter thread note-taking app that we mentioned, which mm-hmm. I intend to build at some point, maybe <laughs> it would be worth building it on top of ActivityPub just to see what it's like. Yeah, I mean, for listeners out there, if you get to it before Shri, I guess you can. It's a, it's it's along the lines of Shri and Will's of, was it YC, <laughs> where we give you ideas that we never yeah. implement. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, we can't promise that that one's going to be a billion dollar idea, but it, it'll be something. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, like we should get T-shirts, but like the only way to get Activity Bub popular is to build a billion dollar business on top of it. Then, right, then it, it will solve all the problems. Um, I, I think for me, it's it's the same dead horse that i've been flogging the entire episode um i think the way to take a position on it is to see if you can use activity pub as a distribution mechanism for the users that already exist on the network today and the way to do that is to publish information from your app that would be public And then people can either follow it or they can build apps that consume those little pieces of event data from your app and do other things with it to cover use cases that you don't have the time or wherewithal or resources to build that gets you then more users. And so it becomes this flywheel. And so if other people can see that it's a viable distribution strategy, then I think other people will jump on. And so that's, that's a good way to kind of build the ecosystem to the point where you have this weird and wild West that that you were talking about. Yeah. And, and maybe as a call to action for any activity pub, committee members or whoever that might be listening because we know we talk about technologies all the time and sometimes the creators pop pop in and and say hello to us so like uh <laughs> yeah you know if, if we have any such people here i would say uh that a really great way to kind of bootstrap this is to ha- have like a hackathon i i know that uh, there have been a lot of interesting like ai hackathons mm, that have yeah. uh, really explored the edges of what's possible with like ai right now and i think similarly with activity pub if you can build that momentum around just like let's let's play with this let, let's see what's possible then people start getting more ideas right and they say hey i saw somebody build this and like let me try a different version for something else do you think that they i mean activity pub is 10 years old now so do you think they've had some of these or like explored uh, enough of the, or maybe they kind of missed out on the bigger picture that we're painting here because they're so focused on being like a Facebook beater sort of thing. Yeah. So I think, I think specifically for this like wild West type thing, like I think that, Mm. you know, this is the kind of thing where hackathons are great because it's kind of low effort, low commitment. There's a kind of a playful energy and Mm -hmm. you kind of learn mimetically. You see like, Hey, that team over there is like trying this, like, let's try it as well. And uh, so I think that's a really great forcing function to kind of like create this, uh, you know, 
rich ecosystem. And I think that this is the right time because maybe, you know, five years ago, there weren't anybody who was even using Mastodon or ActivityPub. Now is the moment where I don't know how many people sticked to Mastodon, stuck with Mastodon. Uh, since leaving but, Twitter, but there, yeah, but there is a breakout of some sort. Like, there is a breakout, right? And, and yeah. so this is the the time to hit the gas, right? And I think uh, something like a hackathon um, could could really accelerate that. <laughs> I I wonder how many VCs would would love that pitch. Like, dude, we're we're gonna do activity pub. They're like, where's your LLM? <laughs> Just throw that in there, whether you're doing it or not. Right. So that that'll sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's. I think the the short end of it is the taking the position is that you can build on on it, and I, I would, yeah, like if if there's a good reason for you to do that, you should probably explore it. Um, it has to fit, right? It can't just be decentralization. But I, I think yeah. the the potential is actually there. Yeah, like you and I, for some of these episodes, we come in like, oh, where is the silver lining here? But I feel like we've covered some things where like we've reinvigorated the kind of the vision of of twitter or app.net that was lost and i do feel more excited about that because now it it seems like people forgot about it and when i look around the world it's not like the world has moved on from that and there's no need for it um i i but like nobody's focused on it because there's all sorts of other things going on right now like there's drones, VR, AR, uh, yeah. cryptocurrencies, AI. I don't know whatever other like buzzy stuff that that's going on. Yeah. Um, and so like I think people have forgotten about this, but maybe this is something that is ripe either now or in the near future to kind of uh, think about again beyond the scope of Elon Musk's antics driving all sorts of people <laughs> to Mastodon. I think there's a bigger picture here that people should consider. Yeah, totally. I think uh, I, you know, to, to sum up for me, I am optimistic about making the web weird again. I think mm-hmm. that is always going to be a strength of decentralization and just, uh, you know, the wisdom of the crowds and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I'm optimistic that if Activity Pub and the Fediverse and all this can tap into that energy, then it can be successful. Uh, as for the specific implementation and the protocol and whatnot, I don't know enough. I haven't played around with it, but I, I hope that they can sort of, like you said, find a different ideology that uh, sort of works works for the consumer <laughs> yeah we're rooting for you guys so yeah so do it all yeah. right so yeah i mean with that i i guess like are you, are you to the moon because it's been a while we, we got we're, we're we're more more uh cautious about this one but how you think? yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm to the moon i think i think you know i'm I am on the sidelines, like really, really cheering super hard. Right, is is, is where I am. Like, I want, I want this to succeed because I think yeah. it needs it. Yeah, I, I'm more kind of like uh, people talk about exploring space and get excited about that, but forget that the oceans are still largely unexplored, and it's hard to get people excited for ocean exploration. 
uh, because it just doesn't have the same ring. There's no Star Trek of the Ocean besides like what is that Cousteau in the submarine or something like that. But right. it, and it seems quaint now. But yeah, I mean, there's still uh, my instinct is that there's still something unexplored there, and in with the confluence of some of the new technologies that are coming up the horizon, especially the LLMs that might be potential to reinvigorate this idea of the the feed for the internet. So Yeah. So then I guess with that our optimism and enthusiasm is in the depths of the ocean. Yeah, uh, this time. Uh, so yeah, if this episode opened your eyes Check out our other episodes where we talk about other edges of technology, uh, why they're interesting, and what future they point to. Uh, check them out and subscribe. Uh, and be sure to check out our audio versions on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And write us a review so that we can bring other Techniamistas on board. And with that, this is Sri. And this is Will. Uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>